0: We're back, not just Edge of Your Seat podcast, but the high school football season. It kicked off yesterday, Friday, August 27th, today, Saturday, August 28th. We have an action-packed football show for you today, day after the beginning, but it's still the opening weekend, never too late to talk football, get some season previews in, all of that amazingness on this episode, episode 198. Wow, we are inching on 200 real quick, like real, real quick, by the beginning of next week. So like in two days, we will be at the beginning of the 200s. Woo! Man, where we've come from since October of 2019 when we started this show. Thank you to all the listeners, everybody that checks us out, clicks the button, listens, downloads, follows, likes, reviews, all that good stuff. Man, can't thank you enough. That's what keeps us going here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Let's go over the plugs. We'll do an ad. Then we'll talk to Grant Foes. He graduated from Princeton this past year. Well, same year, but like in May. Now playing college football. Had a stellar senior year all over the sports world. Had a great summer. Just had a lot going on for him. So we're like, you know what? He is the guy to lead off this football preview. Then we'll have legit previews from Hall football coach, Nick Garini and Mendota football coach, Keegan Hill. Lots of fun stuff. Like I said, there were games yesterday. Mendota got a win. Hall took a loss to Orion. St. Bede got a big victory. Ottawa got a victory. LaSalle Peru got a victory. Fieldcrest took a loss. Byron got a W. Morris beat Cole City. So many things to talk about, but because of the awesome preview stuff we wanted to get through, we are going to talk about all football in tomorrow's episode 199 with our boy, Tony Oridondo Jr., who went to the Field of Dream games between the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox. Had a blast. Great story all around. You're going to love it. He's going to be on that episode. We'll talk a ton of football ton of high school sports just like we like to do at Edge of Your URC Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. Mendota Ford is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and Doug Safranek pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want, and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your family and friends. Doug Safranek is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815 539-9314 539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Let's jump right into Grant Foes. Now a freshman at Indiana Wesleyan University he's playing football. Sure, he's going to tear it up. He's a big boy and knows how to play the game. Let's hear the chat. About five, ten episodes ago, we had Princeton football members on. Coach Ryan Pearson, Rondé Whirls, and Tyler Gibson. I was like, we can't stop here. We got to have a guy that they all relied on all year, was a big part of the Princeton football team, big part of the track program, and he did something awesome in playing in the Shriner football game. About a month ago in June, we had to have... Grant Foes on Edge of Your Sea Podcast. Grant, what is up, my man? Not much. How how you doing? I'm doing well. If you didn't realize in the intro, I wanted to have you on for a little bit. I waited because you had a lot of things going on. So I'm happy to have you here.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Oh, definitely. We're going to have some fun. Let's start with the Shriner game, I mean, it is a very, very cool opportunity, kind of like an all-star game for Illinois high schools, and it means something by, you know, visiting cancer patients and, you know, being there for them. That had to be a pretty awesome experience for you.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I made a lot of good friends there with my teammates. It was a good, happy game, and it was actually a really good game. It came down to the wire, and it was it was real exciting, and I was excited to play in it because we were playing for such a great cause, and, uh, yeah, I just had really, I had a lot of fun with it.
0: Definitely. Now, were you selected to the Shriner game as an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman? Um, I played offensive line in the Shrine game. Gotcha. But for Princeton, you played both, correct? Yes. I mean, at Princeton, they couldn't get you off the field. No, I played pretty much the whole game there. Definitely. Do you feel like you're a better offensive lineman than you are defensive lineman, or how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I would say I'm better at offense. Sometimes I like defense better, but I would say I'm a better offensive lineman.
0: Did your team win the Shriner game? We lost in overtime. No, no, but overtime-Shriner game, that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. The crowd was getting into it. We were getting into it, so, yeah, it was just a great overall experience.
0: kind of explain what the Shriner game is but for listeners that don't exactly know why don't you help me out here and describe what the Illinois Shriner game is
1: well it's put on by the Shriner organization and what it is is we play this game as more of a fundraiser for the Shriner hospital up in Chicago and for all those kids that are in, in there and it's something for them to come down and enjoy and We got to interact with some of the kids, and it was just all for a great cause. We played a softball game with the kids, had a big banquet, had a prince and a princess from the Shriner Hospital, made those two days or weeks. I mean, it was just awesome. Like, it was an overall
0: great experience. Definitely. I know in the past they used to have, like, buddies, so a football player such as yourself would be paired up with a kid in the Shriner hospital and kind of get to know them a little bit, do activities with them. Was it the same? I know COVID-19 may have goofed that up a little bit.
1: It was restricted more this year. Like we didn't get to go to the hospital, but we were paired up with buddies in the Shriner uh, softball game. And it was fun helping those kids play softball and cause they were really having the time of their
0: lives. And, um, it was just overall a great experience for everybody. What did it mean to you being selected for that game? I mean, only a certain amount of kids can be picked as, you know, some of the best football players in Illinois to be part of this game. What did that mean to you to be part of it?
1: I was honored and uh, blessed for the opportunity to play in that and represent uh PHS one more time. I was blessed to build the relationships that I built in that game and, uh, I knew I had to bring it this week. It was a tough week of football because I'm playing against some of the best kids in uh, Illinois. And it really showed me a lot about myself and uh, it helped me prepare for the next level. So I'm very blessed for that opportunity. How do you feel you did during the game? Um, I think I did all right. I made some good plays, had a couple bad ones, but that's football. And um, it was just
0: really fun. It was a really fun game. I had a blast. Definitely, and I said it was in June, is that correct? Yeah, it
1: was in the middle of June, kind of towards the end.
0: Gotcha. And high school football season got over beginning of May? Yeah, I think it was the first week of May. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you had about a month layoff between the end of the high school season and the Shriner game?
1: Yeah, that that helped. Just coming off of football season, I was still kind of in football shape, so um, that did help a lot because if we had a normal year, I would have had to wait through the winter season and the spring season to play in it.
0: Oh, yeah, because football gets over in the fall, and then it's a summer game. Yeah, so So that would have been more difficult to prepare for. Now you're like, hey, I just got done playing football. I can put the pads back on.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too hard to do. We all just had a, had
0: fun with it. Awesome. Who were a couple guys that you met that you really enjoyed talking to and playing the game with?
1: Uh, well, first off, I can tell you that uh, I became really close friends with uh, Tyler Hartman from LP. He was on my team. I got to talk with uh, Andrew Velasquez from Newman because we play them every year, and it was cool meeting him outside of the game. And, uh... I got to meet Max from a little 1A school over by Iowa. That was cool to see see him represent representing the smaller schools. And I got to meet Ryan Partridge from Rockridge, another old lineman. So we all had fun together and played really good and really hard and
0: had fun off the field. So it was a great overall experience. And that came right after state track, right? Yeah, um...
1: I threw on Friday, and then I had the game on Saturday, so I was in Bloomington all week practicing, and my parents picked me up, took me to those date meet, and dropped me back off
0: at the Shrine game. <laughs> so you go there, you're practicing, you leave kind of like a an entourage to come get you to take you to state track, and then you come back. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you feel like a baller?
1: Yeah, I mean... It was definitely a busy week, that's for sure, and I was like, I, I slept pretty well Saturday night and Sunday, so, but it was fun.
0: Definitely. Let's talk about state track. You finished fourth in discus. Obviously, every time you win a medal at a IHSA meet, any kind of competition, that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, I'm very happy with the outcome. And then you also competed in shot put, correct? I did. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. How did you do in the shot? Oh, um, I placed around 13th
1: or 14th. Didn't have the the greatest day in the shot put, but again, I was just blessed to be there. I had a great field of competition, so it was really competitive. And uh, I give props to all the kids that placed higher than me and, and below me. Like it was just a very tight, tight competition and. Again, it was really fun to compete in.
0: Do you feel like you're a better disc thrower than shot put?
1: Uh, yeah, I've always felt that way. With When I came to track, I've always enjoyed throwing the discus more. I've just overall been better at it. But over the years, I grew a love for shot put because I love learning the the technique to it, and especially uh, studying. Yeah, I love studying the Olympic, the Olympic guys. Throw the shot put, I think it's... I find it really, like, majestic and satisfying to watch, so... I love them both, but I would probably lean more towards discus.
0: What is it about throwers on track? I mean, there are some people that are amazing at both, then there's some that are amazing at one of them, so... a better disc thrower than shot put, and then vice versa. It seems like everyone that throws a disc also throws a shot, what is kind of like the differential and what would be factors that determine whether you're, you know, just as good at both of them or, you know, better at one than the other?
1: First off, I mean, I, I think the throws are some of the most technical sports that are out there in the world. And I'm probably biased, but there's so many little things when it comes to throwing. And to discus, you have a bigger ring, more space to spin, and... If you get a guy with long arms, long levers, he really use his leverage to toss it out there as to where in shot put, the ring's more compact. And if you're a rotational shot putter, you don't have as much room to work with. And shot put's a little more um, quick as far as the actual action. And, uh, yeah, it's quick and kind of... Tougher. Oh, it's tougher to keep your balance, too, because you're dealing with a 12-pound implement. It's where the discus, you're dealing with a, you know, one-and-a-half-pound implement, maybe. So it's like, there's just a lot to it, but I would say taller, longer guys would be better at uh, discus, and shorter, more compact, explosive guys would be better
0: at shot put. Okay. What are your vitals? How tall and big are you? I'm about 6'3", 270, so it's like, but
1: I got really long arms for, got pretty long arms, and uh, I would say those really helped me in discus, especially when I get my momentum going, and I was able to block and use my leverage to um, toss the discus out there. And shot put, I was, the ring was a little compact for me because I'm a pretty big dude, and had to overcome more than
0: that than I did in discus. Gotcha. I mean, 6'3", 275. Why aren't you running hurdles?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, they don't want to see me on the hurdles. They, I just would have won. <laughs> no, right. I'm just kidding. I probably, would have, I probably would have broke some.
0: I remember, you know, following you as, you know, younger as you're going up the high school ranks. You've always kind of been bigger but always an athlete at the same time.
1: I've grown over the last couple of years more, but, um, yeah, I've always been kind of thinking on my feet, as he would say, in a game, just to you keep your feet going, and I've always been involved, I think, playing basketball helped my athleticism a lot, and um, just always being involved in sports, and always seem to be playing a sport year-round, just kind of helped me um, athletically.
0: Definitely, it probably didn't hurt much that your dad is Dan Danfos, and has been a coach in Princeton for track and football and has worn many hats in his days with the Princeton Tigers, which he just recently retired. So that probably played a little bit in it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, he always kept on me to keep, just keep working and never get, uh, satisfied with the results and, uh, never get a big head. And just, he's, he's always been on me about, you know, whether it was track, football, basketball, even golf this year, just always strive for better. And, uh, whether that's athletically
0: or mentally in the game. And, yeah, he's just always been by my side, just helping me out throughout all four years. Is it going to be weird with your dad not doing something at Princeton High School next year? Well, he's still going to be the head track coach, but... Um, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he stepped,
1: stepped
0: down from football. So still the head track coach just resigned from football?
1: Yeah, because he... uh wants to take time to watch my sister play
0: volleyball and come out and watch me play on Saturdays. Definitely. Last few things we talked about, lots to jump into. You mentioned basketball. Did you play basketball this past season in the weird COVID-19 teams only got like 16 games? There was no postseason. Did you play this year? Did not. There was
1: a lot of factors
0: to it. I have grown
1: a lot and it was right before football season so I was kind of preparing for football and I don't know there's just there's a couple factors to it but I was uh, their biggest fan this year watched every game I was very proud of the way the boys played and I definitely think
0: they had a regional title in the future if there would have been a playoff I like the uh, fandom there like hey I might not play but I'm going to come out and support that's pretty cool Yeah, I I just, I I loved watching them. They're all my buds, and uh, they were really good this year, and it was was fun to watch. But you did play basketball freshman through junior year? Yes. You also mentioned golf, so usually in the world of high school sports if you're playing football that's a fall sport you do not have the opportunity to play golf because that's also a fall sport so this year with COVID-19 knocking around sports and different seasons time of the year you got the opportunity to play golf and it sounds like you hopped on it and took it
1: yeah um I give some credit to uh, Tyler Gibson because we kind of convinced each other um we both went out together and uh It was just, and Matt Lucas, too, and Caleb Kane, us four were like the uh, football players that went out to play golf, because we were like, why not? We just wanted something to do, something to do during the fall, and uh, we all had a blast with it, and uh, it's a trait that will help us in life. Now we all play all the time, and it's just a good time, and
0: yeah, I fell in love with it. That's even cooler. So a group of you, four of you, were like, hey, why don't we do this since we're not playing football, we're not doing what we usually do, and it's a sport, we can compete at least against each other, and we'll have some fun. Yeah, I mean, we would get competitive and some of the practice
1: rounds with each other and maybe put a dinner on it or something, but the biggest part was we all just had fun. Like It was fun to go out there and play golf every day, especially with your friends, so yeah. Did I
0: hear you right? Did you say put dinner on
1: it? Yeah, a couple times. Well, it was more kind of trash talking. You know, we would put dinner on it. Yeah, I think we did once. And no, I did not win.
0: Howard <laughs> Gibson won that one. Of course he would. Yeah. Star quarterback can't lose anything, huh? Nah, you're good. He's good at golf. I'll give him that. So you play golf. You decide not to do basketball so you can get ready to football season We get a shortened, condensed version, and Princeton proved that you guys were awesome and going to be one of the best teams in the state. I said coming into this, Princeton is going to probably be affected more than any team around this area because they have the talent, the ability to win a state championship, and then it doesn't happen. There is no state tournament. Man, I was sad for you guys coming into the season.
1: Yeah. I definitely think that having a playoff would have, we would have proved a lot of, to a lot of people that we were legit, but we were blessed to have the six games, and we came in to those six games with the mentality that we were going to just give it everything we had, because this is our last six games, and um, the alternative to these six games was not playing at all, so yeah, we were just all excited for the opportunity to play, it does suck that there was no playoffs, but...
0: Like you said, I think we proved a lot, even in those six games. Yeah, there were some close games. There were some blowouts. There was some everything awesome about football, and it was a lot of fun to follow along with the Princeton Tigers and everything you guys were able to do. I mean, coming into the season, knowing it's your last go, your last hurrah, and Tyler Gibson and Rondé Wells and a group of other seniors with Princeton, again, not the season he wanted, but it had to be cool to get out there and do this with your brothers that you've been doing this with for so long.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that meant the most to me was doing what we did with those guys because without every single one of those guys on the team, like, we wouldn't have been able to make it or do what we do. Um, without all the coaches, we wouldn't have been able to do what we do. Like, it was just one big brotherhood, and it was just everybody loved everybody. There was no bad blood between anybody. I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Like, it
0: was awesome. I love these guys, and I was very blessed to play with them. Well said, my friend, well said. Now, after four years of football and becoming a beast and doing everything that you do on the football field, you are now going to college to play ball, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to Indiana Wesleyan University to play football. What level is that? They're NAIA. Very cool. I mean, get some education, play some football. You have to be stoked about the opportunity right in front of you. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited
1: to get down on campus and uh, get to work. Um, Got a good uh, freshman class coming in. that's going to mix really well with the juniors, seniors, and all the upperclassmen, so I'm excited. What made you choose Indiana Wesleyan? The coaches really welcomed me on my visits and the camps, and um, they uh, made it clear that they wanted me. Not to mention that it's a, uh, it's a great school, very new school, new football program. So we got some good coaches that are hungry, hungry to win, and there's a lot of factors to it, too. It was like the upperclassmen, some of the upperclassmen, were communicating with me and telling me that They would love to have me there, so it just all fell into place. And, uh, yeah, that's where I decided to go because I
0: I loved everything about it. I loved the coaches, the campus, uh, the relationships that I built. Very cool. Were there any other schools on the table that you thought about going to? A couple. There was Dort out in Iowa. Uh,
1: I really liked their football program. I had Dubuque. I would have played football and through there because I really liked their throws coach. There was just a couple other Division three schools that were interested in me that I I've looked at and but at the end of the day, Indiana Wesleyan took the cake and I'm
0: I'm really excited to get down there and start working. Big congratulations from Edge of Your Sea podcast. I mean, any level of college ball is awesome, exciting, and should be very, very proud of yourself for getting there. Thank you. Thank you. For sure, man. Even though you're going to play football at college, I mean, you're still a student. What are you gonna study And What are your plans educational-wise? I was up in the air for a bit between uh, secondary education
1: and sports management, but I picked sports management because I've always been involved with sports in my life and I wouldn't mind taking it to the next level, whether that's in coaching or working
0: for a team or something. I'm very open with my future and very excited for the opportunities that will be presented to me. You're smart, kid. You got this. Yeah, I hope so. Well, Grant, every guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast plays a game. We were chatting, texting about what you're interested in besides sports, besides high school, and seems like you're an outdoorsman, like to fish. Yeah, I, do.
1: I go fishing quite a bit with my buddy Drew, Drew Woolley
0: and uh he's he's gotten me into it and uh we're hooked into it so i like the pun i like the pun well played (laughs) well we're going to use that for our game today let's do a top five and it doesn't matter whether you caught these fish whether you ate these fish whether you just looked at them i'm curious to know what are your top five favorite fish all right, so my top five favorite
1: fish, and I'm gonna go with what I've caught. What, number one is largemouth bass for sure. Number two would be smallmouth bass. Uh, number three, um, I've, I've caught some perch. I like those. Those are fun. Um, number four would probably be uh, bluegill, and then I'll go
0: with I'll go with crappie. Very good list, very good list. Definitely some Illinois fish, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You haven't caught any sharks or any uh, barracudas or anything? No, I've not. It's mainly been just uh, freshwater fish. Awesome, very cool. Do you usually keep your fish, eat them? Do you, you get a big one, a prize one? Do you stuff it? What do you do with these fish while you're fishing? Uh, I just I throw him back.
1: I, I don't really have a need for him, so I if, it's, if it's a good
0: one, I'll snap a picture and then I'll throw it back. So So this is all sport, all fun to say, hey, I caught a fish. Yep. I give all my props to Drew
1: Woolley, because he, he's the one that's gotten me into it.
0: Was he a football player as well? Yeah, he played uh, on the team this year too. Well, that's cool. You guys can find other things to do together that are still sport, still fun, and you enjoy it together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Grant Foes from Princeton, now graduated. That's got to be a cool title, right? Now graduated from Princeton. No senior, no junior, no classes. You're now graduated. How does that feel? It feels a little weird right now, but it's starting to set in, and I'm just ready for the next step. And Always cherished my four years at PHS. Definitely. Now you're a freshman again. Yeah, fresh meat. <laughs> Grandfoes, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for sharing what you were able to do your senior year, golf, football, track, Shriner game, going to college, doing – a lot of everything, you were a busy guy, but you did it to the best of your abilities. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and sharing all that with us. Yep, thanks for having me. Before we hear from Hall Football Coach Nick Garini, let's have a word with Olsen Construction. It's the best time of the year, right? It's warm outside, baseball's still being played, football is now starting, that means it's the almost fall, but not quite yet. Pools are still open, the grill is still being fired up, and all renovations can still be made on your home. We all have improvements we wanna make on our home, whether it's inside, on any floor, in any room, stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen, maybe outside at the standing level, siding, windows. You look up, you need a new roof. You look around, a garage, a shed, maybe they need help, improvements, or maybe you need one, you need one built. You name it, Ulsa Construction, has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, create, calculate, formulate, and percolate, it's time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to Construction 19 at gmail.com. Here with Hall football coach, Nick Greeny. So this is your second season, but kind of the first real one. It's got to be a lot of anticipation coming into this.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it was it was nice to get the opportunity to have last season, um, but there's a lot of things that we just kind of shortchanged and didn't get to go through full go. So this is it's been good to have a full preseason, full summer to work through and um, knowing that we got a full nine games.
0: Being your first year as a head coach was last year's, I guess, shortened COVID-19 condensed season. Was that kind of a good start up a good run through to get you ready?
2: Yeah, no. Um, I think it was more not even because of the short season, just because all the different things that we had to deal with with COVID. Um, we had a short coaching staff. We didn't have everybody here due to work schedules being scheduled for the spring. Just all the, the restrictions and protocols we had to go through COVID. So it really added on top of being a normal season too. So a- after the things we went through last year, <laughs> it should be pretty easy at this point, at least from an admin standpoint. This
0: team coming in, how our practice been so far?
2: Practice has been great. Um, I, I think the one thing that did help us last year is we were really young, short on numbers. Um, we're actually up quite a few from last year, um, but the experience they got as, you know, some of these freshmen and sophomore that played last year, it's really gonna help us, you know, this year and for the next couple of years.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Who are some of the guys that you guys are gonna look to offensively to carry the load for the Red Devils?
2: Um, for sure, Mac Resetic. You know, Mac was our offensive player of the year last year, um, leading receiver last year. Um, You look to do big things with him at at the receiving and and running back, Um, but also uh, Dominic Greeny and Caleb Savage. Um, Dominic was our leading scorer and rusher last year, and and Caleb was right there with him, Um, but he was a game and a half short um, due to an injury earlier in the season. So um, we we think we got some guys back there to to make some noise. And what years are those three? Mac is a junior, Dominic and Caleb both seniors. Okay, very good.
0: So they're kind of the leadership. For sure. Yeah. You know, the upper class. Yeah.
2: No? Caleb and Dominic are both two of the captains this year as well.
0: Who are the other captains?
2: Uh, Rylan Kerper is the third. Okay. So and he's, he'll be anchoring uh, the guard position for us and has for the last two years. He's been a starter as well.
0: Perfect. Let's go to the line. What do you look for for them? Do you got some big uglies up there?
2: We, we do. Um, we, we've got a couple guys that are established. Again, like Rylan's been in that spot for a couple years. John Davis at a tackle. Um, this will be his second year starting. You know, Marshall Smallinger, who's always kind of been waiting in the wings, this is the opportunity this year, and he looks like to be our, our starting center this year. Um, and, but we got a couple young guys, too, that are, are really looking forward uh, to getting in there. We got a, a freshman and a sophomore, um, and another junior that we think are, are going to be able to step in and help us out quite a bit, too. And who are those guys? Sophomores wise, you got Joel Cook, um, freshman, you got Bryce Smith. Um, then you just got a few juniors that are kind of full, or uh, I guess they're both sophomores, too. Um, Lucas Milton, um, also looking to get some time as well.
0: Perfect, perfect. Behind the line, getting the ball to Mac, handing off to the running backs, who do we got at quarterback?
2: Gabe Lucas, Lucas is coming back. This will be his second year starter. You know, Gabe's put in the work in the offseason, got a little bit stronger, got a little bit bigger. Um, he's always been very athletic, but this is going to be his opportunity to hopefully get the ball downfield with his feet and with his arm. Definitely.
0: Hall of defense has always been pretty tough. I'm guessing you're not looking for any
2: differences here. Yeah, really, I think we've replaced maybe two people from our defense last year. So, and, and the, the guys that have stepped in were, were quite active on defense last year still. So, we didn't really lose a whole lot. Um, again, last year's anchored defense, uh, Dominic, at outside linebacker was close to 70 tackles, and he was by far a leading tackler on the team. Um, but, you know, Mack was right there behind him. Caleb Savage is right there, again, both back. And then even uh, the younger Guarini, Gianni, started as a freshman last year at corner, and he was our third leading tackler on the team last year at corner. So. Again, not a position probably in a normal season that a freshman would have been in that spot, but it was good experience for him. So we're looking forward to that group.
0: What about stopping the throw? Uh, three rivers, it seems every year, more and more yeah. passing attacks. I mean, you gotta have a secondary these days.
2: Yeah, we're comfortable. Uh, again, we, we have got another senior back this year, Aiden Jones, who didn't play last year. Um, he's gonna, he'll have the other corner spot. Um, then again, we got Mac, we back there at a safety. And then we have Denzel Sobin also, who's a senior. Um, who's who's got some playing time last couple years, but he's stepping into that free safety position. So we're we're pretty feeling pretty good about it right now. Perfect.
0: I just mentioned the three Rivers Conference. What's kind of your conference outlook going into the
2: season? Game the game. We we've, we've got some excitement. Some of these kids, you know, the seniors, this is something they've been looking for. And you know, I I said a couple weeks ago too. You know, they they would really love, love to see a playoff game their senior year, and I think we have the ability to do it. Um, but our focus is week to week, you know, we're not looking past that that team in front of us right now. So, you know, it's hard to say coming from a 1-4 season that you're looking for a playoff run. Um, we're looking to be successful each week is what we're, what we're really sticking to. Definitely.
0: You know, every year there's, you know, words that you put on a board or you got a team motto. Do you guys have something like that going into this season?
2: Family. Really, the last year, you know, we've come together as a, as a pretty close group with these kids, you know, you know all our team dinners everything we we, we all stayed together because we we're trying not to do the the covid stretch so I, I think this group has really grown close together so we're really trying to commit to that family culture you know and it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or you're a senior everybody's accepted and everybody's kind of treated at the same level so it, it's really helping you know i think with the program right now the way things are
0: awesome anything you want to add about the season coming up
2: just looking forward to it. You know, it's, it seems like it's been a, a year and a half football season now. You know, the way things went and the way it rolled and shut down and turned back on. So, um, I, I know these older guys for sure are ready to go. And I know the coaches are too. So,
0: All right, Hall coach Nick Greeny, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. That was Hall football coach Nick Greeny, talking about the Red Devils. Like I said earlier, they did lose to Orion yesterday to start the season. No worries. Plenty of time to pick it back up. Let's have a word with sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The Sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Mylis, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page. Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. If there's something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item, but if you don't have it, no worries. The Sisters will send you a link for a free 30 day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. We all like cheap and easy to find. What about free? Sisters slaying Codes and Saving You Loads has giveaways. They've already held two drawings and are now working on their 100 follower giveaway. The winner of the drawing after 100 Facebook followers has been reached will receive a bundle of items seen on their page. How do you do this? Three ways. Invite a friend and tag the invited friend on the post. Share post. The sisters are tracking all shares. Order through a link and comment, got it, on the post. And you'll be entered. Follow the Sisters Slanging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions? Send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Out here in Mendota with Mendota football coach Keegan Hill. We're going to have a season here, it seems like, at this point. I know you're excited. Yeah, fall football. Back on the normal routine of the school year, so that's nice, nice feeling indeed. Had to be weird. You know, last year, condensed COVID-19, everything was different week to week to week. Now, it seems like at this point, we're going to have some normalcy of what we know is high school football. Yeah, we're turning in that direction. We're turning in that
3: direction. So uh, people taking care of their business, uh, making healthy choices. Uh, we haven't had anything come up with us this summer or this fall. So
0: we keep making good choices. Yeah, we get to play football. Definitely. And this is your fourth year at the helm. What is going to be different or, you know, change from, you know, the Trojans of the last couple years? Well, we have an opportunity to play varsity football without
3: having to force any sophomores into early action. Um, usually if, if they were good enough to play right away, like that's one thing, but due to numbers, some guys have been forced to play earlier than others. But this year we have a quality group of juniors and seniors uh, to be able to fill multiple spots and have some depth. So that's gonna be nice. So we numbers up then than, than they usually are? Yeah, based on a year to year trend, yes. Yes. Okay. What are your numbers for this season? Uh, 40 in the program, a smaller group in the sophomore level. So varsity should be 24, 25, strictly juniors and seniors. Perfect.
0: What about practices so far this year? How have they been? Um, Every
3: practice we expect to improve. Um, People playing multiple roles on offense and defense has given us more to look at as far as moving the pieces to the ideal positions. So that's been a a new challenge for us. So it's going to make us a better team. So i
0: I like the fact that we get to do that. Anything else in practice that uh, you know, people standing out, people that you think are going to get more playing time than you know you would. Well, yeah, we
3: want to maximize our people. So if if we got guys that can do certain things, we want to maximize those skills, whether that's a lineman or a skill player or a special teams guy or a high effort scout team guy. Like we want to play as many guys as we can, so we can potentially wear other people out and you know get more kids involved definitely.
0: Who are some of the guys that are stepping up? Maybe captains or you know that senior, junior leadership that you're looking for? Well, we've got eight guys that will be starting their third year that were forced
3: into action as sophomores, so that would be like your Ted Langraths, Omar Gonzalez, Damian Magianis, Christian Tellez, Uzi Angulo. You know, those guys playing a significant role on both sides of the ball. Multiple linemen in the senior class, so Sean Figueroa, Andy Rivera, Parker Gildy, um, starting as offensive lineman, and then defensively, we got some smaller guys from the junior class that are that are playing well. So Neil Linden, J.P. Belmonte, Aaron Avia, and then the two big boys we got uh, Jose Rocha and Jordan Coney. So uh, a lot of names to name, a lot of guys that have something to offer on one side of the ball or both sides of the ball. So the versatility
0: there and some depth, so people want to play the whole game. Should be something we could take advantage of. Awesome. You had mentioned, you know, juniors and seniors, that's your varsity team, really haven't had that. You had to, you know, put sophomores and other guys up. Have you seen the difference, the change on the field at this point? When you got a chance to put it against the best another
3: team has to offer is when you're gonna really know. So you have a decent look on the scout, but until it's go time, like, and you see what, what it really looks like, then then you'll know. So I think guys are, have a better understanding of what they're in for. There's less tentativeness. And, but it'll be exciting to see them do it week one and
0: really develop their confidence. Definitely. Speaking of go time, I mean, season starts on Friday, and you're in a different conference. So we'll start with conference, Three Rivers Conference, uh-huh. different from the Big Northern Conference, but still challenging. Oh, absolutely. everybody. That's high school football to put the best foot forward.
3: So people are gonna have competitive kids at their school. We got competitive kids at our school. We have the advantage that nobody's played us, and then from week to week we we haven't played anybody in this conference either. So there's pros and cons for, for us and for them. So just adapting to the style of play and preparing for the next game is gonna be the same as it
0: was, with just different different people lining up against us. Definitely. You came here, you know, after the NCIC when Mendota was playing Hall and Princeton and those teams on a regular basis. I'm sure you've heard about the rivalries and what you're oh, yeah. kind of getting into.
3: Yeah, there's you know, some wild stories about the Hall rivalry and this happened and that happened and whether or not it was above the line or below the line on legality and all that thing, but, you know, that's some of the old school joshing around with, from community to community. But to give people something to look forward to in an inter-community rivalry, it makes it, it makes it fun. It makes it worth you know, putting in the work, so you can have something to talk
0: about. Are you excited as a coach to play you know more localized teams? I know the big Northern Conference guy had to travel all over the place north of here. Now you're kind of sort of centralized. Yeah, our half of the division is significantly closer than
3: going to almost Wisconsin. So we do get to go to almost Iowa. We get to go play Riverdale week two. But yeah, I've got no problem with it. You know, we want to play football. We're going to play nine games. Maybe earn the right to play more than that if we play well enough. And watch these kids enjoy high school football because worrying about all this other stuff that they've been forced to worry about. Let's get back to the the basics and enjoying football.
0: All right, Coach Keegan Hill, thanks for having a word with us. Thanks for covering us. Go Trojans. That was Mendota football coach Keegan Hill. Mendota earned a 24-14 victory over Erie Prophetstown last night on Friday. Congratulations to the Trojans. I know that has to feel awesome getting that first victory way early. The first game of the season. Who doesn't love that? That's the end of the football show. We're going to leave you with Mike's Pro Shopping Sales. Because we as humans are aliens. At least some of you like to be clean at all times. Have to stay fresh. Smelling good. Looking good. Teeth shiny. Hair did. All the works. Well, your car's the same way. It can't be filthy. Fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard. No way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub a rub-dub it deserves and needs. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Mike's cleans, gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. Mike's rust proofs, so your vehicle stays whole free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric. Extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And Mike's Pro Shop and Sales is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up of your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at Mike's Pro Shop 204 at gmail.com. That's the show. We will be back very, 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 very soon. Until then, peace.